0: What's up, everybody? We're here to go over USC Vegas eighty six, Jack Hermanson taking on Joe Pyfer. Um, but real quick, man, uh, as far as the results for the last card, they were not good. Um, uh, it was a pretty bad card for me. I had two bets on that card, and neither of them hit. Um, none of the parlays hit or anything. So, I mean, at least I wasn't super invested in that card, man. Normally, I usually have three or four units on a card. Um, I only had two on that one, so, I mean, I guess it could have been worse. Um, you know, first first real bad card I've had in a while, so, you know, um, it happens. But... Uh... <sighs> Yeah, so um, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, what when I was watching the fights uh, last time, I, I didn't actually get to see the main event. I had I had a big fire going out in the back and, and my projector out there and stuff, and I was drinking some beer, having a good time. And by the time the main event rolled around, I was pretty much ready to go to bed. So I only saw the first round of the main event. Um, I'm not really, I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Uh, I just know that Sean Stricken lost and I had a play on him. So either way. But I had people telling me that it was a robbery. Sean should have won. I had people saying the Jerkus won. Uh, it sounds like it was a close fight either way. But uh, I definitely think they should run it back if it was that close of a fight. Uh, Dana White said he scored it for Sean Strickland. So I'd like to see him run it back, but they probably won't. Um, but yeah, so yeah, please like and subscribe, guys. It really helped me out a lot. I really appreciate all the new subscribers, man. I've been picking up a lot lately. Uh, getting pretty close to 600. It's a big deal for me. And I, I just passed my one-year anniversary of doing these videos, so um yeah but please like and subscribe man and what i do if you're new to the channel is i go through and i give out all my picks for each of the fights and at the end of the video i give out my bets and i give out all my bets for free i want to see everybody win money that's the goal um and hopefully one day um hopefully one day uh this channel will be something big enough to where a lot of people you know can make money with me and stuff so hoping hoping for that man and um if you're not interested in watching my videos you just want to see my picks and my bets you can go to my social medias uh, high Kick underscore Fight Picks is um, TikTok and Instagram. And then there's a Facebook group, High Kick Fight Picks on Facebook. Pretty easy to find. Um, if I remember, I'll post the link to the group in the comments. And uh, p- feel free, to, if you're a part of that group or if you join the group, you know, feel free to post all your bets and stuff in there, man. I want to see everybody's stuff. I don't want to just see myself posting bets over and over again in the Facebook group. Um, that's meant to be for everybody. And I, I like I said, I want to see everybody win money, so I'd like to see everybody's bets too, and be maybe I can find something that I can make money on, you know. Um anything else, anything else? I think that's it, man. Uh so let's get into this card. We uh right off the bat we lost a fight, man. I, I think that they, they just announced this yesterday that uh um, um Bagdasarian and Emil will not be fighting Um, this is the second opponent that Emil has had fall out for this fight. So I don't know if he will be, I don't know if he'll, if they'll find him a replacement or if he's just, if he's just, um, out of luck, you know? So, but anyways, first up, we got, um, Balaji Oki taking on Demir Hadzevic. And, uh, Oki is 28 years old. He's 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. He is 8-1, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, he's a minus 275 favorite, and there's still money pouring in on him. Uh, he has five knockouts and one submission on his record. So, you know, most of his wins have been by finish. Um good at managing distance with his lead hand, uses his jab very well, uh very nice counter striking. Um he finished a very, you know, high level striker in his last fight, a guy who had a really a really extensive, you know, Muay Thai and kickboxing background and uh finished him on the feet and and it was a uh, very impressive man. And he throws nice combinations, very quick hands, big power, throws great shots to the liver. Um he has the advantages on the feet here with his speed and power, um, honestly. Um, you know, he honestly may be better everywhere in this matchup. You know, Oki's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this match, and um, he's almost 10 years younger than his opponent. And uh, he has the option, man. You know, we've seen Hadzivik in some of his past fights uh, get taken down. You know, Mark D'Acasey did that to him. And I think if Oki wanted to, he has the option. So we're going to just you know, keep, that in, keep that in mind. Um, he's taking on Demir Hadzovic. He is 37 years old, 5'9", with a 70-inch reach. He is 14-7 and 4-5 and and in the UFC. He's a plus-220 underdog. Uh, seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, he's 2-3 and three in his last five fights, and his last win was over a guy who was on a three-fight losing streak already, um, who then got cut from the UFC after that fight. Uh, what advantages does he have in this fight? You know, He has the UFC experience. He's probably fought the tougher competition. Um, he uses calf kicks very well. Uh, he can get a bit reckless in his striking, man, which would play well into the into the counter striking style of Okie's. Um, he's a tough veteran for sure. He tends to throw everything into all his shots, which wears on his gas tank. Uh, likes to throw big flurries when he blitzes in on guys. Uh, Mark Diaz Casey was able to take down Demir easily, so Okie may have the option, like I said, and, and if he needs it. I don't know that he'll need it though, man. And you know, to prove that point, you know, Demir shows thirty-five percent takedown defense uh lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes at 3.36 and 3.26 per minute on average um he shows 56 percent takedown accuracy as long as oki fights smart you know and knows the takedowns will be there if he needs them i think he will win this fight um honestly this fight will probably play out on the feet i don't think oki i think oki has the more technical striking and the the power advantage so i'm going to be taking oki to win this fight by second round knockout um but I do think that if he if it's not going his way on the feet, he he'll be able to get the takedowns if he wanted, because you know Mark Diakosy is not you know some you know he's not a he's not a guy that comes from a wrestling background, so he's just a guy that you know has okay wrestling that's been working on it, and he could get heads of it down. Oki might be able to do it too, so I think he's I think he's got this fight all the way around here. Next up, we got Zach Paga taking on Bogdan Guskov and Zach is 35 years old. He's 6'2", with a 76-inch reach. He is 6-2 and 1-2 in the UFC, and he's a minus-150 favorite. Uh, so the first thoughts on this matchup when I look at it are, you know, okay, everyone on Tapology is going with Guskov, uh, yet Paulga is the favorite on the betting line. Um, also, Guskov looked terrible in his last fight, but he jumped all the way, you know, to the top 10 of the light heavyweight division for his first fight in the UFC. So this is someone a little bit more on his level. Um, he even, you know, Guskov even has more overall experience than Paga in MMA. Um, but if Paga can apply his game plan, he can wear anybody down. We've seen him smother guys up against the cage for three rounds and, and kind of win on control time. And, you know, if he does that here, he could definitely get the win, uh, because Guskov's cardio looked questionable in his last fight. Um, Zach was able to beat Jordan Wright, but Wright has struggled to get a win in the UFC. Um, he uses good pressure, looks for a lot of takedowns, does leave his head on the center line and. And sometimes he kind of dips his head down whenever he throws, you know, whenever he throws punches, and and the counters are available, like a knee or anything up the middle. Um, we saw him eating some shots in his last fight. He has only one win by knockout, and that's that's his only finish win on his record. Um, you know, I'll give him this: he's made a lot of improvements from the tough show, and, and he kept he kept landing the bigger shots in the first two rounds, but he got outvolumed against um, uh, Bukakis, uh, however you say his name, Modestus Bukakis. Um, you know, but he did get out volumed and he shows 63% takedown accuracy, 58% striking defense. Oh, sorry. That's 63% striking accuracy, 58% striking defense. I thought maybe I said takedown. I don't know. I might've messed up. Um, 9% takedown accuracy. So he shoots a lot, but, uh, doesn't get a lot, get, get a lot of takedowns. He's just never been taken down yet in the UFC, but nobody's really tried. Um, he lands 4.44 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 2.72 and uh, he definitely he definitely had the cardio advantage in this matchup for sure um you know what could swing the fight in his favor uh, these guys have the same reach no advantages there either way and uh, he's taking on Bogdan Guskov he is 31 years old he's 6'3" with a 76 inch reach he is 14 and 3 and 0 and 1 in the UFC and he's a plus 125 underdog and i'm actually a fan of this guy's man he's definitely not the first fighter to have a bad you know debut in the UFC um, all of his wins have been by finish. Twelve knockouts and two submissions. Uh, he's definitely got the power advantage. He has nice boxing, but you know we saw in his debut, man, he has a lot of work to do. You know he wasn't he wasn't checking the leg kicks. He got taken down relatively easily. You know by Ozdemir, who's not really known as a wrestler. Um, he didn't even try to re- defend the rear naked choke whenever it was coming in. Um, you could tell he wasn't used to having any trouble. You know in his fights, any adversity. Um, yeah, now I want him to do well. Um, I want to see him win uh before his last fight i i was thinking he was going to be a big deal in the ufc I, I thought he would probably win against ozdemir um but you know to be fair ozdemir would destroy Paga as well so i mean it it, it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean you know to it doesn't mean anything really you know because uh, guskov took a fight on short notice jumped up all the way to the top of the division um you can't blame him for dropping that fight um just hope he makes the improvements um where was i at he pro- he uh he has decent head movement. Uses a lot of feints. Throws a nice one-two down the middle um, that he hurts guys with. You know, he's a. It doesn't look like he puts very much on the, on those punches, man. But he's knocked a lot of guys out. Um, you know, with just these light shots. And um, he's been fighting a lot of Russians. Throws good calf kicks for a big guy. Uh, very dangerous ground and pound from top position. Uh, it's kind of a tough pick for me, man. I feel like this fight could go either way. It's either Guskov by by first round knockout or Pago by unanimous decision if he gets it out of the first round. Um, and Guskov could have made the adjustments, man. So I feel like, I feel like it's a close fight. I feel like it's smarter just to take the value on the underdog, you know, and take Guskov. Um, you know, he's beaten a lot of tough Russian guys and stuff like that before the UFC. You know, maybe, maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable this time out. Maybe he'll, uh, have a full camp and I'm going to take him to win by, I'm taking him to win by first round knockout. Um, but it is a close fight, man. Uh, close enough to where I'm not really I mean I'll put him I'll put Guskov in a in a couple of my big parlays but I'm not going to uh get heavily invested in and not going to put a play on him or anything. I do have another underdog on this card that I'm going to put a little bit of money on though. I'll turn turn this damn heater off. Anyways, so next up we got Devin Clark taking on Marcin Pragnial and devin clark is thirty three years old he's six foot tall with a seventy five inch reach he is fourteen and eight and eight and eight in the uFC he's a minus one seventy nine favorite uh so sometimes devin comes out and looks like he's made a ton of improvements and and then he'll come out again and and look terrible in his next fight um one thing that scares me about him is he's been finished you know a lot in the uFC um i think seven times to be exact um some of those were by submission not all by knockout but um, he does have he does have four wins by knockout, one win by by submission. Um, he seems to have worked a lot on his wrestling. He's really been trying to implement that style of fighting in his last few fights. Um, and and that's how he's going to want to fight in this fight as well. As long as he doesn't stick his head into a, a guillotine choke like he did against Nincewu, um, that's the game plan to beat Prakniau. This is a winnable fight for Clark. Um, he's not going to want to strike with Prakniau. He will need to get the takedowns and look for a submission probably. Um, he's been a fifty fifty fighter, man. That you know, he though he's fought and and lost to a lot of tough fighters. Um, you know, he's been around a while and he's made a lot of improvements. And his wrestling has looked better. He was able to beat you know Don Jung. That was an impressive win because nobody thought he was going to win that fight. Um, his best win probably was over Alonzo Minifield, I think. When I, when I think about it, um, I don't know that if they if they ran it back, if that would happen. Uh, I doubt it, but. Um, you know, other than that, most of his wins have been over guys who are not in the UFC anymore, or you know, just uh, didn't didn't make it, didn't get wins in the UFC. Um, he shows fifty six percent striking accuracy and forty four percent striking defense, thirty four percent takedown accuracy and sixty one percent takedown defense. Um, lands and absorbs on average about the same amount of strikes per minute at two point ninety nine and two point ninety five. Uh, so not a whole lot of volume um, coming from him. Um, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage that could serve him well in this fight. Um, but he will be at a three-inch uh, height disadvantage. And he's taking on Marcin Prack now. He's 35 years old, 6'3", with a 74-inch reach. He is 16 and seven and three and five in the UFC, and he's a plus 148 underdog. Um, 11 wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, you know, Mar- Marcin is a world-class striker. People may not want to admit it for whatever reason. Um, everyone was really hating on this guy because he lost a couple fights. Um, he, he does have the better striking technique than Clark. Um, he's got a karate type style. He's made improvements. He's learned, you know, after those couple of knockout losses that he took, uh, to fight much safer, you know, in in his fight with William Knight, Knight just couldn't get anything going. Marcin ate him up with leg kicks until he could barely stand. Uh, Marcin has a win over Khalil Roundtree, man, which is, you know, pretty impressive in hindsight. Um, you know, his footwork looked much improved and, and, um, and and he's very effective with his kicks, and, and the way he throws his kicks, it's kind of hard to tell which way he's going with them. Um, if anything, I will say one thing about him: he he was doing well enough on the feet against uh, Vitor uh, Petrino that Petrino had to take him down and find a submission because uh, he was having success on the feet, man. And uh, I I may be a bit biased because I'm more of a fan of Pragnals because I you know I used to watch him in one FC and stuff like that. You know I've been following him for a while, and uh, I would rather see him win this fight. And also he. Uh, I know he he watches my videos sometimes or whatever, so I don't I don't want to say too much bad stuff about about a guy or anything like that, but sh- uh, he's never shot a takedown in the UFC. I think he should try and mix that up a little bit, give guys a little something else to think about. Um he shows 50 55% striking accuracy, 54% striking defense, pretty close there. Um 55% takedown defense and and lands at a lands at a pretty high clip of 5.39 strikes per minute on average uh, while absorbing 3.25. Uh, the situation with this fight for me is is I'm I'm not going to be betting on this fight. I'll be cheering for Praknyal. Uh, you know I'm kind of a fan of his, like I said, and um, I'm going to be picking Clark to win though. I think he's going to get the takedowns and get a decision win, but uh, I hope Praknyal wins uh, just because I'm more of a fan of his. Next up, we got Daniel Marcos taking on Archie Archie Long, a Long. I don't know how to say his name right. Uh. A Coralang. <laughs> uh, anyways, Daniel Marcos is... Uh, I'm just going to call... Uh, um, Is it Archie Long? Is that how you say it? Man, I, I had it down the last time I did a video. I'm going to call him Archie Long. I think that's closer to uh, than what I was saying. Um, Daniel Marcos is 30 years old. He's 5'7 with a 69-inch reach. He is... 15-0 and 2-0 in the UFC, and he's a minus-195 favorite. Um, I like this guy, man. He beat a tough guy in Davey Grant in his last fight, man. It was a close fight. Um, I think Marcos won on damage mostly. Um, he had a nice knockout um, before that, amazing kickboxing, nice footwork and head movement, eight wins by knockout, never won or lost a fight by submission. Um, he went 6-0 and as an amateur as well, so he's on a 21-fight win streak. Uh, good power in his hands. Uh, Marcos throws a you know good front kicks up the middle. He's landed those in his last three fights in a row. He's very fast. Uh, seems to have good takedown defense, but we haven't seen him against any super high-level wrestlers yet. Uh, goes to the body a lot with his punches. Good knees and elbows in the clinch. Those long combinations. Uses his jab very well. Um, both these guys have the same reach, but Marcos is better at using his and managing distance. Uh, great counter-striking. Uh, fights very patiently. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Throws great calf kicks. Uh, great striking defense. Good at checking kicks. Uh, what else, man? He shows forty-seven percent striking accuracy and seventy percent striking defense, which is pretty impressive uh, as far as the defense goes. Anyway, fifty uh, percent takedown accuracy and eighty-nine percent takedown defense uh, lands four point eighty-eight strikes per minute on average while absorbing two point seventy. Uh, he's very good at using his feints to set up his strikes. Very impressive, man. Uh, if he keeps it on the feet, man, I think he's going to win this fight. Um like I said, his takedown defense is pretty good, man. So he's taking on Archie Long. He is. 30 years old, 57 seven with a 69 inch reach. Um, he is 25 and 11 and three and three in the UFC. And he's a plus plus one sixty underdog. Um, so I had money on this guy in his last fight and it paid off big time. Uh, but you know, Johnny Munoz doesn't belong in the UFC. I don't think he goes out there and he tries to pull guard the entire fight. Um, he'll go out and have a, have a really good first round. And then I don't know if he just gases or what, but it was an embarrassingly bad performance for Johnny Munoz. Um, all three of Archie Long's wins have been over uh, been over guys who don't belong in the UFC, and and couldn't get wins in the UFC. So you have to think about that when considering you know putting putting money on him. Um, he has nine wins by knockout and no wins by submission, but he has been submitted three times. Man, he's he's very tough. He pushes a good pace and whatnot, but I don't think his wrestling is going to be good enough here to get Marcos down and and on the feet. I think it's Marcos all day. Um, so I, I, I mean he may ha- he may have a power advantage. He does hit pretty hard. But um, I do have trouble seeing a way for for him to win this fight, man. You know his losses in the UFC have been to tough guys, though. Uh, Cody Durden, Jeff Molina. Um, you know, by the way, Jeff Molina, man, it really it really sucks that Jeff Molina has been out so long because of the whole James Kraus situation. Uh, Molina was on a three fight win streak, and 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 he's a really good fighter. So it sucked to see uh, that happen. I hope he comes back one day. I don't know what's going on with him. If anybody knows, you know, let me know. But um, where was I at? Oh, but, uh, so Archie Long's last loss was, was to Eamon Zahabi, who, who's kind of an underrated fighter, man. That was a nasty knockout. Um, he did lose the first round against Munoz as well. He did get taken down a little bit and kind of controlled. Um, you know, his takedown defense hasn't looked very good. Um, he stands really heavy and flat footed in his stance. So there's not a lot of movement. So he's there to be hit and he's there to be leg kicked as well. And, uh, Marcos is going to use, you know, his really good footwork and dance circles around this guy probably. and, and. I don't know if he's going to get a knockout, man. I, I'm I'm going to take Marcos to win by decision, pretty dominantly. But um, anything could happen. I guess he could he could catch uh, Archie Long, you know, coming in, coming in with a big shot and put him out. But I think Archie Long's tough enough that this is going to go decision, and Marcos is going to win. Next up, we got Jeremiah Wells taking on Max Griffin. Jeremiah Wells is 37 years old, 5'9", with a 74-inch reach. He is 12-3-1, and 4-1 in the UFC. He's a minus-210 favorite. Yeah, he has five wins by knockout, four wins by submission. So I've made a lot of money betting on Jeremiah Wells, but I've we've seen in his last few fights that there are some holes showing up in his game. Uh, we've seen him go from being that big knockout puncher guy to a guy who's constantly looking for takedowns. Um, Matthew Simmelsberger hurt Wells in every round in that fight. And Wells somehow still got the decision, which I was glad because I had money on Wells, but um it just wasn't a good look getting dropped in every round, you know. Uh but uh and he and he was winning dominantly in his last fight against Carlson Harris before he made a mistake and shot a takedown with his head out on the outside and you know uh cost himself the win there, man. And he's very fast and explosive early, has big power in his hands. Um, but his striking is a bit weird. He does a lot of jumping into the pocket, winging wide shots kind of awkwardly. Um, but when he lands, he knocks guys out. So, you know, it works for him sometimes. Um, he's a very strong grappler, great body lock takedowns, really nice jujitsu, nasty chokes, uh, because of how powerful he is, man. You can just tell by his frame, how powerful he is. He's short and stocky for the weight class. And, and that's why I think he has to strike the kind of way he does. Cause you know, most of his opponents are taller than him and have quite a, you know, a bit of reach on him. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of hard for him to get on the inside. He's not the best at it. So he blitzes in, you know, and comes in at weird angles and stuff like that. Um, and just, uh, you can, he does kind of wrestle himself into, into exhaustion. Um, he he was able to keep going in third, but you can tell that by the, like in the third round of the Carlson Harris fight, you could just tell how heavy his arms were, you know, from all that wrestling and stuff like that, the way he was throwing his punches and everything, you could just tell that his arms were super heavy. Um, Just saying, this something to look out for, man. You know, he's he's very good. You know, he's this is a winnable fight for him for sure. He has the power advantage. He's the better grappler and wrestler. Um, But I do worry about him in the third round, and he's fighting a guy who's fought all the tough guys in the division here. And he, you know, Wells shows forty six percent striking accuracy, forty eight percent striking defense. Um, He's never been taken down the UFC. Uh, Doesn't land a lot of volume at two point fifty two strikes per minute on average while absorbing one point fourteen. Um, which is a good number. It's hard to hit him when he's constantly shooting for takedowns, so you know that makes sense. Um, he averages three point eighty nine takedowns per fifteen minutes on average. Um, which is another great number. I um, he's usually good for the over on takedowns if you're a uh, Prize Picks better or or uh, any of those sites that do that. I don't know, that's the one I use, Prize Picks. But uh, he's taking on Max Griffin. He is thirty eight years old, five eleven with a seventy six inch reach. He is nineteen and ten and seven and eight in the UFC, and he's a plus. Plus one seventy underdog. Um, he has nine wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, he's never been submitted, and he has only been finished one time, and that was by Colby Cummington a long time ago. Um, as far as advantages in this fight, I think he does have the more technical, better boxing, um, but the power advantage probably goes to Wells. Um, Max is going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight, uh, and Max is also a shorter, stockier, you know, welterweight. I could, I could see a world where Max wins this fight. Um, if he could keep it on the feet and stay out, stay away from those, you know, Hail Mary shots that Wells throws. um, I could see Wells gassing himself out looking for takedowns as well for two rounds and, and Max landing some big shots late and winning this fight. Um, is definitely not out of the realm of possibility. That's for sure. Um, You know, part of me, part of me actually would rather see Max win this fight. But on papers, you know, on papers, on paper, Wells should win this fight. Um, It's been a while since we've seen Griffin fight as, you know, as strong of a grappler as Wells. So I will say it, it, it definitely wasn't a good feeling, you know, having money on Jeremiah Wells and, you know, two grand on Jeremiah Wells and watch him go out there and get dropped in every round against Simmelsberger, even though he won, you know, it was still a, uh, not a good feeling. And it's kind of made me very wary about, you know, picking him and putting money on him, you know, <laughs> so uh, maybe that's why I'm iffy on this fight, man. Uh, but Griffin shows 49% takedown ac- or striking accuracy, sorry, 49% and absorbs, lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes per minute on average at 4.09 and 3.94. Um, it says he averages 1.48 takedowns per 15 minutes, but I can't remember the last time he shot a takedown. Um, maybe against Tim? Did he take down Tim means? I think he took down Tim means, uh, Griffin does slow down a bit as well, especially when people are trying to grapple him. Um, I won't be getting heavily invested in this fight. Um, I'm going to pick Wells to win by decision. I think he's going to use his wrestling and try to get takedowns. And and uh, probably most likely by the third round, both these guys will be super tired. But uh, I think Wells will be able to pull that out and, and get a decision here. Next up, we got Loma Lukbumi taking on Bruno Brazil. And uh Loma is twenty-eight years old, five one with a 61 and half inch reach. She is eight and three and five and two in the UFC. And she's a minus two twenty favorite. And uh this is one of my favorite female fighters. Um she has she has some of the best Muay Thai, you know, in women's MMA, in my opinion. The knees and the the knees, the elbows, the leg sweeps, very good in the clinch. Um, she's always at a size disadvantage, so it's nothing she's not used to. Um and and we have seen her at times kind of bully bigger fighters. Uh she has a win over Denise Gomes who went on to do some big things. Um and we've seen Loma make improvements and, and adjustments from fight to fight. Uh she throws nice front kicks up the middle, very fast, um hard calf kicks, great inside uh great inside trips up against the cage. Um she did get her first submission win last time out over Elise Reed. Um she has one win by knockout and uh so not a big finisher, you know, uh, that's the only finish on a re- oh, two finishes on a record, one knockout, one submission, sorry. Um, great elbows from top position. Um, she has great, great headlock kind of hip tosses that she uses. Uh, still kind of developing in the grappling and jiu-jitsu department, but does, but does get a lot of takedowns, honestly, for someone who's not really known for, for wrestling or grappling. Um, everything she throws is just kind of perfect technique, very technically sound on the feet. Um, she's good at slipping punches and countering. And, and even though she doesn't have a lot of finishes on her record, she does tend to do damage, man, and have her opponents bleeding. Um, I think she busted open um busted open Elise Reed. I think she busted open Denise Gomes in that fight, uh, which looks good for the judges, man, whenever whenever you know her opponents are bleeding and stuff. So um, she shows fifty nine percent striking accuracy and fifty three percent striking defense, uh seventy four percent takedown defense, averages two takedowns per fifteen minutes, and uh lands on average four point fourteen strikes per minute while absorbing absorbing 2.58 and uh, it's been about a year so I'm sure she's made more improvements and I'm looking forward to to seeing one of my favorite fighters fight again man and and uh, I'm not sure didn't she have she's had a few fights fall out I don't think it's I'm sure she's been in camps most of the time that she's been out I guess not I guess it just I wonder if she had an injury or something she's coming off of uh, to be out that long basically a year knocked over or something. Uh anyways, <laughs> she's taking on Bruna Brazil. She is uh thirty years old, five six with a 65 sixty five and a half inch reach. And she uh she is nine three and one and one and one in the UFC and she's a plus one seventy eight underdog. Uh so one thing one thing to know right off the bat is all three of her losses have been by knockout. Um she has three wins by knockout and two wins by submission. She's going to have 5 inches of height and 4 inches of reach advantage in this fight. Um, she had a really nice head kick knockout win on the Contender Series, so there was kind of a lot of hype on her coming into the UFC. And uh, then she got destroyed by Denise, by Denise Gomes. And uh, she stands very tall and leaves her chin out there. Um, her kicks are one of her best weapons. Um, her size advantage could play a factor in this fight, man. We could see a situation where the bigger fighter is just too big and strong here. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's one reason I'm kind of staying away from this fight. Because uh, sometimes you just don't really realize how big that size difference is until you see them in the cage together, you know. But uh, I haven't been very impressed with what Brazil has shown us up to this point. Uh, she did beat a five and zero fighter her last time out, but you know, really, that's not that's not a lot of experience. So you know, it was her first fight in the UFC as well. So it's not like she's had a lot of high level experience. Her opponent anyway, and uh, not really that big a deal to me. So she's going to want to look for the takedowns in this fight. Try and get a try and get a submission. Uh, but she really, she doesn't really fight that way very often. She she's there to be leg kicked. Her foot, um, her footwork looked good last time out. Looked a lot improved. She was angling off well, um, not backing straight up. She was doing most of uh, most of the work with her kicks, pretty much in that fight. She landed a lot of nice kicks. Um, she hasn't really had enough fights for me yet to go over the numbers, at least in the UFC. You know, um, she's good at fighting long and using her reach. Uh, throws mostly nice straight shots. Um, I do I do worry quite a bit about the huge size advantage, but I do feel that Luke Boomi is the is the better striker if she can deal with that reach. So I am gonna be picking Luke Boomi. Um I'm too scared to put, you know, minus um what is she, minus two twenty five. Um, yeah, too scared to put put lay that price on her. I uh, won't be getting heavily invested in this fight. Maybe a parlay, maybe not. Um she is fighting uh, someone who's way bigger than her, but uh I'll take Luke Boomi to win by decision, uh, like she usually does. Next up, we got Trevin Giles taking on Carlos Prates. And Trevin Giles is 31 years old. He's six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 16 and five and seven and five in the UFC, and he's a plus 180 underdog. And uh, yeah, his record as of late hasn't looked good. But you know, look at who he's lost to, man. He lost to Duplessis, uh, the current champ. He lost to Michael Morales, undefeated. Uh, Gabriel Bonfim, a guy who was undefeated at the time uh you know trevin trevin uh he beat preston parson's who who just beat you know matthew Semmelsberger, so i mean i guess that was a tough fight for him he ended up outlasting parson's and and uh just kind of showing that he had you know some decent skills with grappling as well in that fight um he has 6 wins by knockout and 5 wins by submission mean, um, he actually has nice sweeps and, and a decent ground game uh he used you know, he's used to guys trying to get him down his last 3 opponents have fought that way they've all been trying to get him down I um, he actually has a win over Roman Delice up a weight class, which is, you know, pretty impressive. Obviously, obviously Trevin's no joke. Um, this fight will probably play out on the feet. This is where both these guys like to fight. Uh, but Trevin may want to look for his, t- for his own takedowns in this fight. He's fighting a guy with, you know, with a lot of kickboxing and Muay Thai experience, you know, a really, a really high level background in striking. So I think Trevin should mix it up. I don't know if he'll be smart enough to do that. Um, I'm a fan of Giles because he's from Texas. I want him to win. But he doesn't typically fight the way that he will need to to win this fight. Uh, so, and he does take—I mean, he doesn't care. I'll give him that. He's taking a lot of tough fights, man, and most of them haven't gone his way. Uh, but he's not scared to fight anybody. So, give that to him. Props for that. He's taking on Carlos Prates. He is thirty years old, six one with a seventy-eight inch reach. He is seventeen and six, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And he's a minus two twenty favorite, and uh, like I said, Muay Thai background, lots of K one kickboxing experience. Uh 12 wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh has been submitted three times. So like I said, that's probably the weaker part of his game, submission awareness and defense. Um he's on a seven fight win streak. Uh fights well from both stances. He's gonna have a four-inch reach advantage, very good at using his range and, and fighting long and very technical striking. Um, obviously really powerful. Stays very light on his toes. Um he did get taken down on the contender series, but was able to get back up and get the win. Um he's the better striker. He has the power advantage, very accurate with his strikes. Uh, throws a lot of volume as well. I'm going to be picking prates, to uh, to win this fight, man, by knockout. I don't think Giles wrestling will be good enough to get Carlos down and keep him there. Um, but you never know, man. So, but I, I do think Carlos prates is going to win this fight. I'll take it to win by first round or second round knockout. Sorry. Next up, we got Albert derive taking on Robert Bristic. Bristic. Hopefully that's right. Uh, Albert Duraev is 35 years old, 5'11 with a 75 inch reach. He is 16 and five and two and two in the UFC, and he's a minus 170 favorite. Uh, so on paper, everyone has kind of hyped this guy up in the past. He's a Russian and all that stuff, and but his results in the UFC haven't been very impressive. He's been finished um, in every loss he's had. He's been knocked out four times and submitted once overall in his career. Um, as far as his wins, he has a uh, he has three wins by knockout and nine wins by submission. No finishes in the UFC yet, though. And I think if him and Kopalov ran it back, Kopalov would probably win. Um, I will give Dariah this. You know, he had fought a lot of tough competition before the UFC for sure. Um, he does have decent wrestling and great submissions. Uh, he got out, got out, hustled by, uh, by, by the Iron Turtle. Man, that was a honestly expect didn't expect you know the I didn't expect the Iron Turtle to uh, out wrestle him like he did and and end up finishing him with. Uh, you know, with the, with the submission, not not how I saw that fight going. I thought the Aaron turtle might beat him up on the feet with his boxing. But, uh, so I don't know that, I don't know that derives wrestling and is all, all that, you know, that everybody has been trying to make it out to be in the past. Um, he loads up on all his punches, throws nothing but big shots, which, which can wear on his gas tank. Um, you know, the only reason he won the Chitty fight, uh, the Chitty Nijikawani fight was because Chitty decided to go out there and do absolutely nothing. You know, um, so what it comes down to is that I'm not I'm not very high on this guy, uh, but he is fighting someone making their UFC debut here. So so he does have a chance. Um, he shows 40 percent striking accuracy, 60 uh, percent striking defense, 30 uh, percent takedown accuracy, and 67 percent takedown defense. Uh, and as far as the the strikes goes, he lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes per minute at 2.99 and 3.01. Um, this is all going to come down to how good this this new guy's takedown defense is, probably. Um, he's taking on Robert Brissick. He is 33 years old, six foot tall. We don't have a reach on him here, um, and I had broken down his reach in centimeters, and I meant to, uh, I meant to transfer that over or whatever, and I never did. Sorry. Um, uh, six foot tall. He's 17 and five, and it's going to be his UFC debut. And he's a plus 140 underdog. And uh, this is another guy that's been fighting, you know, tough Russian and Polish guys before the UFC. Eleven wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, this dude is powerful, man. You can tell by the way he's built. Um, He won his last five fights by knockout. And, you know, it looked like some of the guys he's fought, he was fighting when I watched a, I watched a lot of tape on this guy. Uh, it looked like a lot of the guys he fought were for sure on steroids, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy. This guy used to fight at welterweight, man. He's a pretty big dude. Uh, lots of first-round finishes, but he has gone to decision quite a few times as well. Um, he's good at managing the distance, uses his jab very well, uh, throws fast combinations. Um, He for sure has the better striking, good head movement, uh, great at slipping punches and countering. Uh, He's going to have the power advantage here all day. And I went back to his last loss, and uh, the one thing I saw in that fight was that uh, Robert was getting eaten up with leg kicks, man. Didn't seem to have an answer. uh, Didn't seem to be checking the leg kicks at all, so hopefully he's worked on that. It was quite a while back. Um, I watched a lot of his fights, man. Particularly, I went and watched watched all, all of his losses that I could, and I was trying to see you know, how good his takedown defense was. And I couldn't find any examples of it, man, to be honest with you. Most of his fights were, you know, kind of like kickboxing matches where nobody was shooting for takedowns and or they or they didn't get the chance to shoot a takedown because they got knocked out really quick. So um, I am leaning a bit here because I, I can't really speak on his wrestling or takedown defense uh, from the research that I did. Uh, supposedly, according to uh, the, the organization that he used to fight in, Octagon, on their website, it says he has good wrestling uh, good takedown defense, but I I couldn't find an example of it. But uh, I am going to go with Brasic to win this fight. You know, I'm going to take him as the underdog. Um, it's a good price. Uh, I think he's actually like a, a plus 167 now. Uh, I think that's what I put in my, I got a little, a small play on him. I think it's at plus 167. Uh, I'm going to take him to win by knockout, man, round one. Uh, I think he can knock out Albert Drive. Next up, we got Michael Johnson taking on Darius Flowers. This is another fight that I was kind of struggling with myself a little bit for uh, for a minute. Uh, Michael Johnson is 37 years old, getting close to 38 now, um, 5'10", with a 73.5-inch reach. He is 21-19 and and 13-15 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-125 favorite. Uh, He's been in the UFC since 2010. He's a legend. You know, they don't talk about it much anymore, but I remember back in the day, I I can't remember who his coach was um, early on. But uh, they always talked about, you know, Johnson's style was like a Dutch kickboxing type style. And it is really clean striking, man. Uh, great striking, throws, throws nice straight shots, great kicks to all levels. Um, he arguably won the Jamie Malarkey fight. And his last fight, everybody was, his last fight, everybody was giving me shit for picking um, Fajeda, you know, to win. Uh, I picked Fajeda to win by submission and everybody was chewing me out saying Fajeda wasn't going to get him down and this and that. Yeah, Johnson came out and was winning that fight, man. I I think I had a play on vejeda and uh, and Johnson was winning that fight looking great. And then Fajeda landed that big overhand right and and put Johnson out cold, man. It was kind of unexpected. Um, but he was looking good before that, I mean, for sure. He was definitely winning that fight. Um, he has nine wins by knockout and two wins by submission. Um, he has a lot of questionable losses on his record. Uh, the Clay Guida loss was one I really couldn't wrap my head around, Um you know, this is Clay Guida, you know, really late in his career. I thought Johnson would definitely be able to handle handle business there. Um, but I you know, and but also has some impressive wins, you know, mixed in with his record. He's got a win over Andre Feely, uh, Dustin Poirier, Edson Barboza, Tony Ferguson, and that was Tony Ferguson back in the day, you know, not not like recently. Um obviously those were all a long time ago, but needless to say, he's still a very tough guy and he's got some good wins on his record. Um, he's only been knocked out a few times, but, but does have a lot of submission losses on his record, uh, nine to be exact. And, uh, he's going to have a two and a half reach advantage in this fight. Uh, very fast combinations, man, and in, in, in close good at using his reach and keeping guys at the end of his punches. Um, his takedown defense looked on point in his last fight as well. Uh, great counter striking. He's very fast. You know, he was throwing, you know, three, four punch combinations to fajeda's one punch, you know, when they were in the pocket, um, it's a little scary picking a guy who's been around this long, um especially coming off a nasty knockout like like that, you know, it's things have to catch up with people sometimes, man, and you never know when it's going to happen. Um he is 100% you know the better striker out of these two and the more technically sound. He may be 100% the more skilled fighter all the way around here. Um He's taken on Darius Flowers. He is 29 years old uh 5'9 with a 71 inch reach. He is 12 6 and 1 and 0 and 1 in the UFC and he's a plus 103 underdog. And we haven't got to see Flowers yet in a legit situation. You know, he made his he made his debut uh, on short notice, up a weight class against uh Jake Matthews. Um I, I think I think he knew he wasn't in shape and didn't have a full camp and was just just went out there and went for it as hard as he could, you know, trying to get a finish and gassed himself out, you know, and Uh, Didn't really have a shot at winning that fight, and you know he had a really long amateur career as well. He went 11-4-1 as an amateur. Uh, Most of his losses have come by submission. He's never lost a decision. Um, He has the power advantage, eight wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, Definitely has kind of a wild style of striking, Um, and I think this is possibly his first fight at 155, actually. I was looking at some of the guys um, he fought in the past, and some of them showed like their last weigh-ins on tapology were like at 185 and 205. So he's fought some big guys, man, and he's only 5'9". So, um, you know, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to make 155, honestly, but uh, I'm assuming he's coming in in the best shape of his life and, and we don't know what we're going to get. You know, can he make the weight? You know, will the cutting the weight affect him really, really badly? Um, his fights in the LFA were all at middleweight. So um, he's good at lateral movement, very explosive, does have nice trip takedowns. Um Johnson has the advantage in this fight on the feet, you know, and he, and he has good, t- good enough takedown defense that flowers may not be able to get him down. Um, where I think flowers could have success is that he doesn't really strike. Technically he will wait in and blitz and, and, and blitz in with like really wild strikes. And sometimes people that do that land shots, they shouldn't. Um, so he could land a big shot, man. He definitely has a shot at it. Um, the fight worries me, you know, Johnson is the better, more skilled fighter, but how's the chin going to hold up? Um, the lines are really close and, my natural instinct is to take the dog from a betting standpoint, but you know, I'll probably stay away from this fight. And as far as the pick go, I'm going to pick Johnson to win by decision. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is going to be, if Johnson loses this fight, if he gets knocked out in this fight or something, you know, we're going to be looking, you know, maybe to the, at the end of his, you know, getting close to the end of his career. Unfortunately, Um, if he, if he loses this fight, you know, his record would be 21 and 20 and, just hate seeing guys that were so good back in the day, you know, going out with a freaking, you know, a a losing record or a, you know, 50-50 record, you know. So hopefully, hopefully he does win this fight. Next up, we got Rodolfo Vieira taking on Armin Petrosian. Uh, this is a fight that was supposed to happen quite a while back. And um, I, I really, I, I don't understand why everybody is, uh, I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, Rodolfo Vieira is 34 years old, 6 foot tall, with 73 inch reach. He is 9-2 and two and 4-2 and two in the UFC. And he's a minus 104, uh, you know, slight underdog. Or actually, I think it might be, I think that's changed. But minus 104, he's like b- minus 110, minus, between minus between minus 110 and minus uh, 105 somewhere. That's where he's been staying at. Um, so he's primarily known for his jiu-jitsu. It's world class. Um, had some, had shown some bad cardio in the past, but seems to have improved that quite a bit. And looking back on his record, I don't see any wins that stand out to me as great wins. Um, he barely got by Cody Brundage, uh, and Cody hasn't really looked all that good ever. Um, he has 100% takedown defense, but Armin is a kickboxer. You know, he won't be looking for takedowns. Uh, Vera has worked on his boxing. It has seemed a lot better than it used to be, but he stands no chance against Armin Petrosian on the feet at all. Um, he is a seven-time jiu-jitsu champion, eight wins by submission, one win by knockout. I um, mean, actually struggled quite a bit, man, against Cody Brundage and, and, and got beat up, man, you know, through most of the fight, which isn't a good look, you know, based on what Brundage has done uh, in his UFC career. But, you know, he will have the grappling advantage, but honestly, he doesn't have the best takedowns. You know, they are more like the jujitsu type takedowns rather than the wrestling type takedowns. Um, you know, he only, he usually only gets the takedowns when guys are super gassed out and Petrosian's not going to get gassed out. Um, you know, and, and he doesn't have, Vieira doesn't really have very good takedown accuracy, to be honest. You know, um, that's part of the reason that I feel so strongly for Petrosian in this fight. Uh, Vieira will have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he's taking on Armin Petrosian. He is 33 years old, six-three with a 71-inch reach. He is eight and two and three and one in the UFC, and uh, he's a minus 120. Uh, I think he's a favorite still. I don't remember, but minus 120 favorite. Uh, this guy's an amazing kickboxer, five wins by knockout, no wins or losses by submission, uh, no finishes in the UFC yet, but he has hurt a lot of guys. Uh, the Gregory Rodriguez fight was insane. That was a war. You know, both those guys are so tough. Um, I've been a been a fan of this guy since his fight on the Contender Series. Man, he's very tall and rangy, moves in and out um, in the pocket very well, uh, really good at setting up his strikes, you know, with and, and very good at counter-striking as well, even in close in the in the pocket. You know, he's very good at, with his head movement and 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 – you know, twisting away from punches and stuff like that, landing his own. Um, you know, even though he has more success when he's the one pushing forward, um, he's pretty good everywhere on the feet. Man, definitely has the advantages everywhere here. Um, he's pretty good at getting back to his feet if he is taken down. Lands over five strikes per minute. Uh, great kicks to the body. He hurt a lot of guys with with those kicks to the body. Uh, nasty right hand. Uh, great cardio. Fights very well in the clinch. Um, you know, the fight in the contender series was a nasty knockout, man, and and. And he fought through the takedowns there and he looked great and he has really improved a lot you know on his on his takedown defense you know since being in the u f c and I know these guys' strengths are kind of each other's weaknesses, but the reason I feel so strongly that Petrosian wins this fight like I said is that you know vera has twenty six percent takedown accuracy uh so his takedowns aren't that good man and I'm gonna be taking Petrosian to win this fight by knockout here um I think he's gonna finally get a finally get his first finish in the u f c man and uh, I'll take him to win by second round. Uh TKO. Next up, we got Brad Tavares taking on Gregory Rodriguez. And Tavares is 36 years old. He's 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He is 20-8 and eight and 15-8 and eight in the UFC. And he's a plus-190 underdog. Uh, five wins by knockout, two wins by submission. And Brad hasn't been looking very good lately. He barely... In my opinion, he barely got past Weidman. You know, I thought he would destroy Weidman. Weidman had been out for years, coming back after the leg, you know, the leg stuff and all that stuff. And I don't know, man. He he's been he's been knocked out four times in the UFC. Um, he has all the skills. He's well rounded. Um, he's fought everyone. Izzy, You know, all the tough guys in the division. Um, he does have good boxing. It's been a while since he's had a finish in the UFC, man. I think his last finish was back in like 2018. Um, great calf kicks. You know, that's how he beat Weidman. He just kind of fought safe and stayed away and, and just. Through his late kicks out there the whole fight. Um, He's probably the more technical striker of these two. Rodriguez is more of a brawler. Um, You know, that fight with uh, Drigas Duplessis, you know, showed how tough Brad is, man. That was a war. Um, And he was there for the whole fight. You know, he didn't get finished. So Um, great takedown defense. Um, He won the first round against Drigas as well, man. He was able to kind of reverse position and and wind up on top a few times. Um, And I wish he would try to use his wrestling more, go for takedowns, give his opponents, you know, a little something else to think about. Cause he typically just kind of goes out there and, and boxes, you know, and, um, he is in a tough spot here. Cause on the feet, Rodriguez has a, has a really big power advantage and Rodriguez is also kind of a world-class jujitsu guy as well. So it's hard for me to say, you know, what would be the best way for Tavares to attack this fight? Um, maybe it would be best for him to try and get Rodriguez down and stay on top. We haven't seen much of, you know, anything of Rodriguez on his back at all. You know, we don't know if his jujitsu is good off of his back. Um, you know, Brad shows fifty-seven percent striking defense, forty-three percent striking accuracy, twenty-seven uh, percent takedown accuracy. Um, he never really shoots that that often though. Eighty-two um, percent takedown defense. Um, you know, as far as strikes go, he lands three point thirty-eight strikes per minute while absorbing three point zero three. And he's taking on Gregory Rodriguez. He is uh, thirty-one years old, 6'3", with a seventy-five inch reach. He is fourteen and five and five and two in the UFC, and he's a minus two forty favorite. And uh, this guy is, you know, he's one of my favorite fighters as well. And he's never in a boring fight. Um, He doesn't fight the smartest way sometimes, though, and and that can be very scary. We saw him make that mistake against Bruno Fajeda. Um, You know, rather than using his grappling, you know, which he had a big advantage in, he went out there and threw hands with a guy with big power and a guy who's knocked out all of his opponents, you know, and and he got caught and lost to a guy that was making his debut. And and at that point, you know, he was on a a good little run and kind of messed it up for himself. Um, and, and he may not be the most technical striker, but he does have huge power for the most part. He can take a shot as well. Um, you know, take a shot to give a shot. And, and he does seem, he does seem to be making big improvements constantly from fight to fight. Um, eight wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, and he has never, he's never been submitted. World-class jiu-jitsu. He's huge, huge for the weight class. Um, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he did fight smart last time out. I'll give him that, you know, great a great trip takedown uh, passed a passed to half guard and then to mount very, uh, fairly easily. Um, finished him off with some big elbows from mount, um, shows 100% takedown defense in the UFC, 51% striking defense and 56% striking accuracy. Um, averages just over one knockdown per 15 minutes, uh, with an average fight time of seven minutes and two seconds, uh, which is, which is pretty fun. Um, averages 2.40 takedowns per 15 minutes according to ufc.com uh lands good volume at 6 strikes per minute on average but does absorb almost the same amount at uh 5.67 uh and as far as takedown accuracy goes it was a uh, 50% and uh, I'm going I'm going to be taking Rodriguez to win this fight uh, I'm going to take it to win by TKO round 2 um I think he's going to push forward and land land some big shots and 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 end up catching Tavares and and put him away because um, that's typically how he fights, man. I think Gregory would be smart to go out there and just kind of get a takedown and not risk it, you know, fight smart and get the, get the win. But uh, he doesn't typically fight that way. He's going to go out there and make it exciting. So I got him to win by knockout round two. Next up we got the co-main event. Danny gay taking on Andre Philly. Um, Ige is 32 years old five seven with a 71 inch reach. He is 17 and seven and nine and six in the UFC. He's a minus minus one seventy favorite. And yeah, this is good matchmaking. And I'm honestly really surprised these guys haven't fought before already. Um, they've both been around a long time. Um, you know, Dan has never been finished. He's tough as hell and he's only lost to the top guys in the division. Um, you know, his last fight, he kind of got just taken down and laid on by Bryce Mitchell and, uh, kind of did the same thing to him. Um, Dan is definitely a notch above most guys in this division. We saw that. And, you know, his last two wins, he beat guys that were on good runs, you know, at the time. And uh, great boxing, really dangerous in the pocket. He has five-round cardio, uh, likes to dig shots to the body, great uppercuts and dirty boxing in the clinch. Good takedown defense, Um, unless you're Evoliev or or Bryce Mitchell. (laughs) Um, He puts out good volume, uh, does a great job at heading guys off rather than following them. Um, he's fought the tougher competition now. These two five wins by knockout five wins by submission. Um, he's good at handling taller guys, great at getting on the inside. Um, does, does tend to kind of tuck his head when he's throwing big shots. So I'm sure Philly's going to be looking for knees. Um, Dan's going to want to push forward, keep Philly backing up against the cage and draw out Philly's punches so he can counter and kind of blitz him with big combinations. Um, and he will switch stances at times back and forth a little bit, just as he's following, he kind of goes back and forth sometimes. Um, he shows forty five percent striking accuracy, fifty seven percent striking defense, and fifty nine percent takedown defense, and twenty nine or sorry, twenty seven percent takedown accuracy. Um, even though it it says he averages over just uh, just over one takedown per fifteen minutes, I I don't he doesn't really fight that way very often. Um, so I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Uh, he does land three point seven seventy six strikes per minute while absorbing three point fifty three. You know, so pretty close on the numbers there. And uh, he's taking on Andre Philly. He is 33 years old, 5'11", with a 74-inch reach. He is 23-10 and 10 and 11-9 and 9 in the UFC, and he's a plus-145 underdog. And I'll be the first to admit, man, I made a big mistake picking against Philly last time out. He looked amazing, um, along with Almeida just kind of turning out to not be who we thought he was, you know, uh, in the UFC, uh, Lucas Almeida, you know. Um He's gonna Philly's uh, gonna have a three inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he's got a lot better at using his length and keeping guys at the end of his punches. Um, he dropped Nathaniel Wood a few times. He's tall. Um, he has ten wins by knockout, three wins by submission, and uh, he has been he has been finished quite a few times in the UFC though. Man, twice by knockout and twice by submission. Uh, nice counters. Great high kick from the southpaw stance um uh, his footwork worked a lot better you know in those last few fights he seems to have really loosened up and improved in a lot of ways man and he was eating a lot of leg kicks in the nathaniel wood fight but he was making wood pay every time he landed one of them um he's been doing a great job at using his reach and just kind of circling and throwing nice straight shots from the outside uh, both these guys have a lot of things they do really well in the clinch um or in, in the striking sorry uh normally i would i would say dan has the power advantage but philly has been hurting guys lately man and uh, it's hard for me to say, you know, who has the power advantage for sure, man. And, uh, Wood did drop Feely a few times. And, and I think if, if Nathaniel Wood can do it, Dan Ige can do it as well. Um, because Nathaniel Wood's always fought at, you know, down at Bantamweight and he's fighting up at 145. So he's a small Bantamweight. Um, Dan definitely is going to pack a punch and, and, um, if, if Wood can do that, I think Dan Egay can as well. Um, I'm taking Dan Gay to win this fight by decision, but, uh. It's going to be a great fight, man, and I wouldn't be surprised if Andre Philly won. Uh, as far as confidence level on this fight, man, I'm not super confident, man. Andre Philly's been looking really good lately. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take Danny Gay to get the win. Next up, we got the main event. I'm going to be keeping it kind of short on this one, man. Uh, Jacker Manson is 35 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 77.5-inch reach. He is 23-8 and and 10-6 and in the UFC. And he's a plus 172 underdog. And yeah, looking at Jack's record, man, it kind of seems like he made it, you know, he made it pretty far up in the division without really beating any of the guys, you know, at the top. You know, he has some decent wins, but not like over, not like over guys who are in the top 10. I mean, his best win was over Kevin Gaslam back in 2000, uh, 2020. Um, he beat Chris Curtis, but Curtis isn't like ranked high up in the division really. Um, I just don't understand, based on what I'm looking at, how he made it to the point where he was able to fight Sean Strickland or Marvin Vettori or Jared Cannonier and all these guys that are right at the top, you know, the division. Um, he does have good grappling, not a big knockout puncher. He's definitely improved his boxing quite a bit, uh, good fundamentals. Um, he did a great job against Chris Curtis of just fighting smart and using his reach and, and not taking any risks, man. And he's going to have a 2.5-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he has 10 wins by knockout and 7 wins by submission. Um, I think his best bet here is is to get the win. Would uh, be try try to get it to the ground. You know he's at, he's at a big power disadvantage on the feet. Um, honestly, I'm not really sure he would be able to get the takedowns here either. Uh, Pfeiffer's a pretty big dude, pretty powerful. He's going to be hard to get down. Uh, Hermanson shows 75% takedown defense and 30% takedown accuracy. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure that he's going to be able, be better. You know, everywhere here. I know we haven't seen much out of Joe Pfeiffer, but. Um, I really do think, um, uh, that Joe Pfeiffer is, is as good as he thinks he is, man. So, um, he's taking on Joe Pfeiffer. He's 27 years old, uh, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He is 12-2 and 3-0 in the UFC, and he's a minus two ten favorite. And, um, uh, he's going to be his toughest opponent so far, man, but I do think he has a lot of advantages in this fight. Um, I think he has the power advantage, the better striking, um, has great takedown defense, eight wins by knockout, three wins by submission. You know, most of his wins have been by finish. Um, he's only gone to a decision one time. Um, he's never been knocked out. He's a lifelong martial artist, been doing jujitsu since he was a little kid, uh, trains at a great camp. And and I do see him winning this fight, man. I think he's going to win this fight by knockout. Um, Jack could have success, maybe if he can get it into the later rounds, you know, maybe if he could get it into the, you know, the third, fourth and fifth round, maybe, maybe his conditioning would be better than Pfeiffer's. I don't know. We haven't seen Pfeiffer, you know, that late into a fight yet and five rounds or anything. So it's going to be interesting, but um, I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it there, man. And, and I got Pfeiffer to win by knockout. Um, Taking a win by knockout round two. And that's it as far as my picks go, guys. Um, let me pull up my bets here real quick. if I could get this out of the way. Um, so as far as bets go for this card, man, I've got a one-unit play on Daniel Marcos at minus 190. Um, I got a one-unit play on Armin Petrosian at minus 105. Um, and then I have a small, uh, it's actually less than a quarter-unit play on uh, Robert Britsick, uh, Plus, It's plus 137. Um, it's actually only like a $200 play. And then I've got a two-fight parlay, which is Gregory Rodriguez and, um, and uh, Okie. Uh, which is plus 102, and that's also a small play, quarter unit. Um, as far as parlays go, I've got a four-fight parlay, which is Pfeiffer, Petrosian, Oki, and Daniel Marcos. That's plus 490. Um, and then to that, I added... Let's see. And then to that, I added Gregory Rodriguez and Robert Bretschik, and that's a plus... Uh, Plus eighteen hundred and seventy nine parlay. That's a six fight parlay. And then to that I added uh, Carlos Prats, and I had I added Bagdasarian. I know he's not fighting now, so that's going to change the odds on this one. But it was an eight fight parlay. Um, I'll leave it up for a second that way y'all can get a look at it. And then to that I added um to that I added Bogdom Guskov and Jeremiah Wells and that's a plus thirteen thousand eight hundred and thirty-eight parlay. It's a ten fight parlay. Obviously the odds are going to change because Bogdasarian's not fighting like I just said, but um but yeah man, that's it man. And uh is there anything else I need to go over, man? Let's take a look at a uh, let's take a look at this card coming up here in a couple days and make sure there's nothing I need to go over on that. For the most part, it looks like everything's the same. Yeah, it looks like everything's the same. I've gone over all this, man. Uh, Thank you guys so much, man. Please like and subscribe. It helped me out a lot. Uh, Thank you to all the new subscribers, and thank you guys for caring what I have to say, as always. um, Y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here. Make some money.